Hello, everybody. Welcome along to the Event Industry News Podcast with me, James Dixon, wishing you a very good morning, a good afternoon, or a good evening, whenever or wherever you are joining today's podcast from. And when I say wherever you are joining today's podcast from, you will... I challenge anybody to find a better view on any episode of the podcast than the one that is currently behind today's guest. We are joined on today's podcast by Frederick Jensen. Frederick is the CEO of Vault uh, and is currently sat on what looks to be a beautiful balcony in Austria. Frederick, thanks for joining the podcast today. No worries. Thank you for having me. Yeah. It's a glorious day. We're recording this podcast uh, at the end, very end of February. It's likely to be broadcast and published probably in the middle of March. Um, I have to say, we're currently experiencing some good weather in the UK and we thought we were lucky, but um, to have that weather and that view behind you, I think is is just a a step too far. We're all very, very jealous looking at that today. Um, Frederick, as I said, you are the CEO of Vault, and um, and on the podcast today, we're going to be uh, talking about um, Frederick's company and and the services that it's been providing um, to the events industry um, for, uh, as I understand it, a, a, a number of years now. Or, uh, tell us a little bit about Vault and how it started to begin with. Yeah, it was it was founded um, in in 2012, and it really took off in 2013. Um, in a collaboration with uh, the big festival in, in Denmark called Roskilde Festival. Mm-hmm. So that's where it all started. So, so we've been going for now five, six years um, of, of proper business. Sure. And, and as an organization, it does t- tell us specifically what it, uh, what it specializes in doing for these festivals. Yeah. Um, so it started, back to the start, it started doing uh, mobile phone charging with power banks. Mm-hmm. As it's a very uh, common thing nowadays at, at festivals that you can you can rent a power bank and you can you can swap it or exchange it whenever it's empty, so that was um, that was the starting point, and um, it has evolved from there. We, we, it's still a big part of our business, but um, but now we see ourselves more as a, a full full blown event technology uh, company. Um, should I elaborate even more? On, on well, what well, absolutely, because because I know I know from from doing a, a you know a bit of research prior to these uh, prior to today's podcast that there are a number of different strands to the business now, and you're quite right. It's it would be unfair to label you just as a company that that provides charging solutions for mobile devices now, even though that still is fundamentally part of a part of what it is you do. Um, one thing I'm, 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 I've looked at is the um, the digital cloakroom solution and, and, and how you know we can utilize the technology that fundamentally is available in everybody's pockets now to eliminate certain um, old old fashioned ways of, of doing things. And it's not just at festivals; it's at any sort of event. Um, so the digital cloakroom solution, I think, is is one that I was keen to talk about today. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about both from now on because um, to me there's a uh, um, there's a silver lining between the two and it's about removing frictions at events it's about making the uh, the event easier more comfortable more convenient to to the event goes so so that the focus is what it should be on on the culture on on the event whatever the event is providing mm-hmm. that's what the focus should be so all annoyances um yeah friction frictions as i said should be eliminated and and that starting with charging um afterwards came came the digital cloakroom, seeing that um, yeah, cloakrooms are present everywhere if you go to an event. And, um, and just getting that tiny paper claim ticket that you are 
kind of throw away when you're <laughs> uh, when you're enjoying a show and and that that was sort of the beginning of it all and and now much more is 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 to come because what one thing people are very very protective of is their mobile devices yeah you know, pe pe people can lose their wallets they can lose their credit cards they can lose their sunglasses but generally speaking you will always be very very protective of your mobile phone because you know that you rely on it so heavily so if more can be done to take away like you said this, this friction this, this, this some of the paper ways of doing things and utilize something that people are 99 percent of the time going to have on them that's going to that's going to provide a better service for everybody involved yeah and and and, and standing in line of course like uh, one thing that both uh, event goers and and the events are trying to avoid is people standing in lines mm -hmm. um as well as as well as now it's, it's an event technology magazine we're talking about here so everybody probably understands that the more people can be, um, that people shouldn't be on their phone at the, all the time, but they're there to enjoy the event, of course. But nowadays, the event app and all the services that comes um, with having a phone on you is is, is crucial. And it is, and and the more people can can use the mark, like the so many channels, uh, be in be in the event app and 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 so on, the better for the event, basically. Sure. And when, when we talk about um, reducing the friction that's in there, yeah. um, a, a simple financial transaction is, is in itself, you know, one of these sort of friction points, isn't it? So if you go up to a cloakroom and you want to deposit an item in there, a bag or a coat, you uh, hand the item in, you then have to make a money exchange, and then you get given a physical ticket. All of these are friction points. So when we yeah. look at the actual financial transaction element, being able to do that perhaps through a, a phone now, through the event app, and maybe do that in advance, that's another yeah. friction point that we can eliminate, isn't it? Exactly, yeah. And, and, and that, is, uh, that is coming up in, uh, in a few weeks, that, that you're able to, to pay yeah, via the phone, via the app. So, so you have one less transaction uh, point and yeah. So eliminate, like making it more efficient, both for, for the staff, for the event side and, and, and spending less time in line being, uh, being an event goer. It, that's crucial to us. Another thing that we, I would say discovered on, on these, in these, on this journey is these are services that people need. Yeah. So by providing these services, you are fulfilling a need. And if, if something need always have like, it generates a lot of traction. It, of course, um, we can see by providing our services that this is for us the most, I think we're going to talk about that. So I'm going to jump directly into it, but it's going to gen, it can generate a lot of lead. It can generate a lot of interactions. Sure. And, and, and therefore a big part of what we do today is, is taking brands to events or helping events, uh, making meaningful activations sure. for, for the event, for the brand and for the event goer. We have, we have one saying, and that is, we don't, wanna, we don't wanna be in it if it doesn't provide value all the way around. So we see a triangle of events, event goers and brands, and we wanna be right in the middle of that, providing more knowledge, more, more, um, events no more brand activation platforms to 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 the to the event providing value making stuff more friction like frictionless at events for the event goer and actually providing real value instead of just having a big sign on top of a stage you want to create value and 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 on the other hand we we're, we're gonna 
create activations that can both be quantified. Like we can, uh, if we if we bring a telco to to a big uh, to a big festival, they can provide the free charging service or the free cloakroom service. Instead, they can generate a lead that they can bring back home and actually generate some some value with after the event. Um, and and that's a big thing for us. Yeah, and this, this this all ties in with the, with the idea that I uh, said we're, we're utilizing a device that everyone's carrying nowadays you yeah. know people are very protective of it they will always have that on them but there is that, that there is that desire and that need to maintain first of all the, the the charge on it which is where the original part of the business came in but if you are then utilizing that device you're essentially opening up a new line of communication between the organizer and their customer. If we look at the uh, cloakroom scenario where they used to be just given a, a, you know, a pink or a yellow or a blue ticket with a number on there, there's no means of communication between the customer and the organizer there. That is simply one point of communication between one person and the person who stood in that cloakroom. By doing it this way, we're opening up a whole new line. Exactly, yeah. And this is what is very inter interesting to brands as well, because you have that, um, you have that actual physical uh, contact, first of all, that can of course be like fully branded with whoever wants to be to be the provider of the service. But also you you can get that instant text message and email that we 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 don't think it's intrusive because you're waiting for your ticket anyway, and it, you don't have to spam the event goer with huge amount of text. But it can just be okay. We're taking care of your stuff while you're having fun. Love, X company, uh, and that's just a very powerful way of communicating. Um, nowadays and of course you're also potentially opening up new ways of actually managing the the, the processes and the protocols that are involved and if we look at a major uh, major music festival like Roskilde you're going to be dealing with thousands and thousands and thousands of customers if you go up to the cloakroom for example and you say right I want my coat mm. or, or my bag it could take them I don't know five or ten minutes to actually locate it and to bring it to you so instead of you waiting there you could request it you could presumably go somewhere else and then be sent a message when that's ready for collection rather than you having to to stand there waiting for that to happen yeah you have um endless possibilities that way um imagine a scenario where you could also and that's a it's a coming up thing it's not there yet it will be here soon but um one thing is that you can provide uh, the event go with information of how long is the line is the long uh, the line is it long at the moment or should i just wait five minutes uh as well you could you could enhance the efficiency of of the staff that, because people can request the jackets or uh, whatever item in in advance um and it can of course also be bundled up with um um a variety of of signaling um equipment so so your whatever jacket number is lighting up when, when, when it should be picked up. So there's a number of, of possibilities here. Well, when it comes to um, it, services like this always raise the question of, of, of managing data and the idea that connectivity servers are required, some form of, 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 of temporary networking. It may be required, certainly in festival locations. Um, how does, how does this, the vault system work um, from a networking point of view when you're deploying it at a temporary festival? Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a very good uh, question because it was, in the beginning, it was one of our major obstacles. It is the festival environment, the event in my environment in general can be quite unstable. 
-hmm. So of first, before you can have meaningful services and, and, and stable services, you have to find a way, your way around this. Um, and it depends from, from country to country, it depends on the network situation. But one thing is for sure, you got to have backups. You need to have backup servers uh, that can run locally uh, and then sync together with the rest of, of, of uh, the locations when, when the internet is up and running again. You need backup power for, for the crucial, uh, in, uh, for the crucial um, yeah. hardware. Um, so that's just a very, um, yeah, that's just the basics. That's the fundament you have to, that have to be in place before you can provide any meaningful services doing, doing event technology at events. How has how has adoption been amongst the actual customers of the of the events the, the, themselves? Because um, as humans, we get very used to doing things in a certain way. You know, we become accustomed to certain protocols and processes. And when you try and change things that we become very very used to, it can often take a long time to to to, to adopt. Um, even though we're very very used to using our mobile devices now for for payment, for ordering a taxi, if you're using the Uber app, you yeah. know. New processes like this for people who've been going to festivals for a long, long time can be sometimes a, a little bit difficult. How long did it take to really generate good numbers of, of, of users from when it was first deployed? Um, first, starting with the charging. Uh, the charging solution, um, that went really fast. Um, we had a trial in 2012, um, sold out in, in a day. Um, and then... After that, the numbers just exploded more or less. Sure. Um, so that adoption was really fast. Um, with the cloakroom, it um, it depends. Um, I would say mostly the the adaptation is, is 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 fast as well. But it um, we work we work also at venue in environments, and here the the scenario can be different. Yeah. But at um, but at festivals, it's uh, like the the adaptation is is really fast. And and how are people? How are people's attitudes towards their, their, their information, their data actually being utilized as part of that service? Because it's a critical element as we've analyzed. It, it's, it's opened up a new potential communication line yeah, between the yeah. customer and the organizer. But ultimately, you've got to have customers who are willing to share that information for it to be used. Yeah. Uh, also a very, very good question, especially since uh, the, the GDPR came up, uh, which is uh, in an essential and very important thing for all of us working in, in this, in this field. Um, uh, let me put it this way there. You can have different levels of opt-ins. Um, our system can, can work even without an app. It can just work with a phone number. Mm -hmm. So here it's, um, people are, we, we don't have any, any, any troubles with people saying we don't want to give away our phone numbers to have, to have the, uh, the claim ticket on in a text that that's that's not an issue um if we if we do things with brands we often use the many interactions to to ask people if they want to if they want to say be part of a competition and in, and it has to be a very very clear and, and voluntary opt-in if 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 brands are joining in uh in these on this data mm. so, so and, and and it should always be a thing that makes it even nicer for, for the, for the event goer, for the user.
Sure. And what, what, one of the stats that you guys have published is that the cloakroom app itself um, at one uh, festival, um, I, I presume last summer, uh, generated over 35,000 leads um, mm. just one festival. So, so that's obviously users and people whose information has been there. Um, in terms of leads and how that information is subsequently used, are we seeing or are you seeing that this is being used by uh, the organisers to... to, to analyze their customers' behavior patterns better? Or is it being used from a sponsorship and an advertising opportunity point of view to, to maybe look at new sponsorship revenues that they can come in? How would those 35,000 leads typically be analyzed and utilized by the event itself? Yeah, obviously it's, it's, a, it's a very, um, it's a powerful thing for the event to have that, that data if, if they are to, um, to find this is for us a sponsor platform. We, we don't necessarily decide which sponsor we put on top. It can easily be the event saying we have this, mm -hmm. uh, this sponsor. We've been working with those for many years and la la. Um, but suddenly a sponsor leaves, uh, a new strategy. It's just really crucial numbers for the event to have to, to enhance their, their talks with the, with the forthcoming, uh, the next coming sponsor. So that's a way that the events are certainly using the, these uh, data. Sure. Um, for us, it's and also for the event, it's it's of course crucial for uh, um, for the efficiencies part. How should we how should we staff the cloak rooms next year? When we look at the, the, the actual sort of monetization, I suppose, of the service, if that's the, the right way to call it, a service like this is going to be, it's more sophisticated, it offers a lot more, but it's going to be more expensive to deploy than a traditional cloakroom ticket. You know, go and buy a book of tickets and, and that's a nice cheap alternative. Um, so the actual opportunity to communicate using this service and, and, and to offer some sort of level of sponsorship or brand activation is one that actually event organizers can use to help justify and cover the cost of deploying a system like this pr presumably absolutely yeah um therefore it's, cru it's crucial that the that the service or the solution can provide data that helps you um, um say make the the cloakroom locations even more efficient next year mm -hmm. um, um make the staffing according to 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 how to to the patterns of, of people um using the service um even more crucial is it that if 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 this is working on behalf of a, of a sponsor it's crucial that the the event can um, can 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 actually state the amount of interactions mm. that that you had in this cloakroom of course and 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 we've had um we've had events with plus hundred thousand of interaction and interactions yeah. uh, and that that's crucial uh, and it really enhances um the talks that 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 the events can have with any given sponsor coming up that you can say, okay, we have the data from last year and see these locations combining will give you a hundred thousand combined interactions. And, and of course, for, for, for many, many years, um, you know, since we've had digital uh, cash registers and tills in, in all walks of life, you can, analyze simply when the most money is coming through a certain till and mm. in a bar example you can then decide when you need the most amount of staff to be on the bar or when you can actually afford to have fewer people because you know it's not going to be as busy if yeah. we look at other human touch points at events like this it's maybe not been so difficult to analyze when those key 
uh, moments are going to be. This service, again, is going to help from a staffing point of view, as you've already alluded to, in that somebody can actually look at the trends and analyze the data post-event and say, actually, we need to have 10 people on it during this period, but we might only need two or three people on it in this period. Financially, that's going to have some rewards as well, isn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, About efficiency, yeah. And, and the last thing is, of course, um, we, we often see that the events over time are able to, to increase uh, the, sponsor, the sponsorship revenue uh, because the, the, the brands being on site are actually getting real value back home. Sure. So they, they can monetize from, from, from this as well. We've been talking on today's podcast to Frederick Jensen. Frederick is the CEO of Vault. Um, initially started in 2012 as a charging solution and a, and, a, and a supplier and a provider of charging solutions to festivals, but now is very much expanded into providing a digital solution for some of these key, I think we've called them today, points of friction that, that occur during events um, related to mobile phones, related to the use of cloakrooms and, and, uh, and those sort of elements, um, and looking at a number of different ways that they're delivering solutions to to major music festivals um, and creating several new opportunities of communication as a result of that. Frederick, if any of our podcast followers would like to find out a little bit more about the solutions that you provide, how can they get in touch with you and where can they find more information? They can, they can write me directly at, uh, at the frederick.jensen at getvault.dk. That's, that's my personal email and that'll be okay to, to, to write me. Um, furthermore, you can, on all social medias, you can find us at uh, GetVault. Um, that's, that's, that's our hashtag and you can find us on LinkedIn and, uh, with that as well. Fantastic. Um, or you can, the last thing, you can, you can write our sales at GetVault.dk. Fantastic. Loads, loads of ways. Get yeah. Vault, I suppose, is the key information in it there. Is, yeah. Anybody who wants to search the internet for Get Vault or their favorite social media platform, I'm sure you'll come across those guys. And, uh, and we should thank Frederick for taking the time to join us today. It doesn't look like it's a particular hardship working uh, in that particular environment that you're in at the moment. Frederick has joined us with the most remarkable backdrop. If you're listening to the audio version of today's podcast, hop over onto eventindustrynews.com and just watch the video today for uh, one of the best backdrops that we've had on the podcast so far Frederick's joined us from Austria thanks very much for taking the time to join us today Frederick my name's you and we'll wrap up today's episode of the event industry news podcast at that particular moment and we'll see you on the next edition thanks very much guys see you soon bye-bye